Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got myself, Pete, and we got Mr. Dixon with Hello. us. That means we're going to be talking about some Malifaux. And the best part about uh, Dixon and I is we don't plan anything, and we just literally one of our patrons just watched me and Dixon pretty much hash out what we're going to do with the show, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. So have fun, everybody. I mean, if he wants to say <laughs> something, too, like I would like to like get some feedback. Because the thing is, like I was excited about this. Like... There was a tournament that was posted on Facebook, and then people started talking about it because it was a 3-0 win with Maw, and then one of the rounds, it beat out um, the big bad boy of, now I forget his name, Damien? Yeah, Damien. Yeah, and yeah. it was such a, like, <laughs> I guess I, I read up a couple of the details, and it was pretty sad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk. We'll talk about what you've heard, and also what we can tell just from the, uh, <laughs> the strats and schemes. But uh, before we get into all that, make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on Twitter. We got the Discord channel that's always hubbubbing about random nonsense. Uh, definitely check out our YouTube channel. Something that we're starting to do is we're posting clips from these these video clips from these different episodes and. Basically, it might be a tactic or it might be something funny. It could be somebody raging out. So we're posting those on YouTube. So definitely check those out. And then also, I am going to do a tutorial. Uh, if people were following me on Twitter and Discord, I showed a model that I slap chopped. So Dixon, have you heard of this paint technique? No. It's called slap. It's called slap chopping. How? You just like literally put something inside so, and just start slapping it? Just chop the paints oh. in there. No. So what you do basically is you dry brush the crap out of a black okay. primed model. So you dry brush it gray and then you dry brush the okay. high points white. And basically once you have it dry brushed out, you use contrast or speed paints, depending on which brand you like, to kind of put on to the model. And then that's pretty much it. Hmm. It's a really simple way to paint and... It, it doesn't look terrible. I, I painted a, uh, a Stonehorn Ogre and it came out pretty sweet. Like some of it's cool. Some of it I still had to highlight a bit just be, to make it pop a little bit more. But for tabletop quality, if you want to put something on tabletop and have it look decent, this is an easy way to I do mean, it. Considering that you're so talking actually, about Warhammer Fantasy, I, I was assuming many models, but then yeah. you said Ogre. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's like five models yeah. well and so i'm actually going to do the video i'm going to record i'm going to do it on maxine 2 model so the one with the tentacles and stuff coming out huh so i'm going to do a video of me speed painting that up with this slap chop she looks technique. like creepy and putting that on paint can't be easy so you're gonna do the new technique yeah. on a model that that is usually hard to look at <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see how it goes, and people will see kind of the technique. 
Um, and it, you know, it's not for everybody. Obviously I, I prefer to wet blend still. Like if I'm going to sit down and paint a model that I want mm. to look amazing, I'm going to get my wet palette out and I'm going to get all my fancy brushes out and I'm going to okay. paint that way using washes and different highlighting techniques, even some dry brushing maybe. But yeah, if I want to speed paint, this might be my preferred speed paint. Now this, it came mm. out pretty decent. Okay. I did that huge, I did that yeah. huge model in about four hours. Whoa. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. It looks pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it's one of those like guilty pleasures of mine. I still keep up with like Warhammer, Warhammer stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sending you those pictures. Check them out. Um, while Dixon's checking out those pictures, uh, finally, you can support us on patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us as little as a doll hair. And uh, we appreciate our, uh, our I saw somebody awesome. comment to us like, oh, no more doll hairs. <laughs> <laughs> It's like bring it on <laughs> yo this looks like holy crap yeah that's what i'm saying man it came out pretty wait did you also sweet. do tara that way because tara looks kind of like similar to this i actually didn't tara was just the contrast but normal so i actually primed her white and then used contrast okay. paints this is a little this is a little more controlled which i kind of like mm. but yeah tara was with contrast paints too so that's why you see a little bit of yeah no i noticed that like the horns of this thing definitely look like a lot like uh, uh tara's uh echo like forms we actually have somebody in the chat that said they painted mccabe's whole keyword in three days slap actually helped me that's pretty impressive that is impressive holy crap even the ruffians that's a real question i didn't even build my ruffians <laughs> <laughs> that's my stuff man <laughs> I was like, nope, never going to use those. Yeah, those are models that are never going to get used, but still, like, I would paint them just on principle. <laughs> they almost, they see, they're cool models and the idea is cool. Mm. But for the ruffians, I feel like they need, like, a swine curse treatment where they just need a decent buff, you know? Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of models that, that need buffs, which is why every I, single time that I see only nerves, it, it bothers me. Because, like, dude, there's a lot yeah. of models in this game that need something. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that the... Uh, I think weird should take a model that's not good or being used specifically a minion, like an underused minion and just give it a little bump. So we start seeing it more. No, I mean, thinking about it, like what would you recommend? Cause I'm pretty sure there's gotta be like models that we just don't even think about. Holy crap. One model that I would like to play more. And I know some people do. I thought of one, but I would say for outcast because I'm playing outcast, mm -hmm. I would say the Woku Raiders. I would like to see. That's they're cool. just they're tough to use they're tough to use well you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. No, that's a good that's a good pick that's a good pick because i i think i've seen woku raiders maybe twice in the entire or time. actually the band i tell you what, even worse the banditos i would like to see something i've seen banditos plenty though usually usually sacrificial lambs but yeah i've seen them oh. <laughs> just like here you go yeah, yeah literally <laughs> like nobody expects anything out of them other than like one shot and then they die but like yeah but the, i mean they're five stones but still correct so that's, some, that's oh, some, yeah, either the know. Woku Raiders or the Banditos. That'd be my get, my pick. What about you? I mean, I'm just going to say them again because I really want them changed as wrestlers. Like, I know that we've mentioned yeah. them often and, and on and on, but wrestlers for the love of God. And as always, think about how often you would see those in a Bayou list just because of the models are sweet. Dude, the models are so sweet, but they have like, I, I would probably say they're, they got to be the worst rules. Like, even Lightning Bugs have better rules than them. And Lightning Bugs don't get even used. Yeah, I mean, I actually like lightning bugs if they just didn't die instantaneously. <laughs> to a stiff breeze? No, not even to a stiff breeze. Like, you know, a a maybe little little 
air, you know, somebody blows a, the hair dryer on them. <laughs> just, and they just, it's like a bloat kiss. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, somebody motions their way and they die. <laughs> so, and that Ooh. seems to be the problem for a lot of five-point and six-point minions. I, I, an example of a good five-point minion that I, you saw me use fairly well was the, uh, the Sorrows. And yeah. they're not easy to kill, and they don't do a shitload of damage. But guess what? They were awesome for the entire game. Yeah, I think more more five and lower models need to be kind of in that test subject area, which is why we're going to be talking about Maw today in this tournament. And the test subjects are, there are four stones. For what they do, they're amazing. And they're kind of like this little headache, but they're not impossible to deal with, but they still can do things to win you games. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we said it many, many times, and I wish I could have gotten a hold of uh, the gentleman, but I just I did not know like if he even knew about our show. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but we have a podcast that a couple people listen to. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I, I'm getting back into the swing of things, so I don't know like who to talk to yet. And I didn't want to like talk to him directly because, you know, basically, like I started reading up on on the tournament and he has a lot of lists that me and Maeve like because we love test subjects. Hell, you play the crap out of test subjects, too, because they do work. They don't do a lot of damage, but by God, if, they do work. If you're, and, and we'll see that in the list that he brings. If you're kind of leaning into the pit trap nonsense mm. and the movement shenanigans. Right. Man, test subjects get dirty pretty quick. They put it work. Put it work, and they're only four yep. points. So when they die, you're like, "That sucks." That's it. Like I just remember when we we played when you came down or came down here uh, a couple years ago, yes. and my one test <laughs> subject just kept ramming his head against your yeah. organ playing crossroad dude. Yeah, just boom, take a damage. Boom, yeah. take a damage. I had uh, envy, and envy just couldn't do anything. Envy was just like stuck yep. in a corner, going, "There's a tiny little duck, just like." headbutting me to death then <laughs> there's nothing i can do about it oh especially when you put down the pit traps like you put down the pit trap yeah. and all of a sudden it's like well this thing is like defense seven and i can't really move <laughs> yeah and there's times where i played the test subjects and somebody goes to shoot him and i'm like cool i'm at a 21 they're like uh come again <laughs> i'm sorry like, how <laughs> uh what <laughs> Oh. I was like, yeah, man, I'm defense like seven right now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And it's not, not that, that hard. hard. Yeah, it's not that hard because yeah. like, what, two? Yeah, you get two injured and you're in cover. That's it. That's defense seven. Yeah. So looking at that, we'll go ahead and get into this tournament. So the reason why we wanted to talk about this is because it was about a 13-person tournament. And they had a Bayou player take it that just soloed Maul 1. The entire all three rounds yeah and the lists were slightly different every round but you know still mile one yeah and it was pretty the lists were pretty similar there was some variance in the numbers of whatever combos that he brought but generally they look to be the same mm-hmm. um and the crazy thing is not the crazy thing but this just shows you how good ma is when you have her in the right hands she played against three really good masters. She played against the Damon crew, Von Stuck, and Lady J. So Hell yeah. She played against some good stuff. I, I mean, we've said it before. I think there's no denying after a while, Ma, Ma is just like the best master in Bayou. So I'm not that surprised, I so. but I am surprised that 
it took this long to see somebody, you know, in the States. Because I know that in Europe, we have a few examples of people yeah. taking it with Bayou constantly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Bayou, that's what I'm saying. It's just some of that Bayou bias that I think some people are finally coming around to. Like there's a, a bunch of people in Texas. Like when I was talking to dudes down in Texas at that Houston GT, mm. it, it was just like a lot of Bayou players and just trying out Bayou nonsense and people come to see the good word of the Bayou, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is that like it, it's just there's a lot to say about like your state of mind, the way that you actually approach something. Because if you have passion for a, or a faction or for a model and you focus on getting good that's the key part because like if you just like the faction but you don't actually work towards actually getting better at the game and you want to be competitive without actually putting in the work you're not gonna get anything out of it that's the reason why i was like i know i know how much i can give and i don't get mad whenever i don't give more than that you know it's like yeah sorry (laughs) yeah and i and i definitely um i've been getting that way with outcasts i've been like I'm focusing down on these four masters and I'm just cranking out games and just figuring out where I like to pull whichever one. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a good tip for that. Yeah. But the the first round that was played in this, the Maw, and once again, we're just focusing on the Maw player. We're not focusing on all the other stuff. Uh, although I do want to do a, a small shout out. It was a round three. A couple of guys that decided to play uh, Henchman. And that that's what my player took it. It was Datsueva versus, if I remember correctly, Mad Dog from Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Like, uh, so I look up who it, it was, but it was funny. Yeah. And in round one of that, so this is, they started off the day with cursed objects into standard. And once again, Ma is flexible where she could probably do most any pool. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Ended up playing against a guild Lady J2 player. Okay. So the new coffins and stuff like that played a little differently. And the Maw player ended up taking Seeker Meetup and Load Em Up, which Load Em Up, man, that, and we'll see in a second, the list that he brought is pretty good for Load Em Up. We'll see that in a second. And then, um, yeah, and then finally uh, the Lady J player took secret meetup and set the trap i was trying to so dixon i will tell you the list and then you can give me your interpretation sure, of it, sure, okay sorry. sorry thank you such a disappointment hey well but i did find <laughs> what i was looking for which was i found the two players one was actually Bodhi, and the other one was nice. brian b playing outcast he played shill on one vix on two and then mad dog henchman on three i'm assuming that it was like, like a, a gentleman boss. agreement yeah that's what Bob versus mad dog it was so funny. Yeah. So the Maw player, and we don't have the opposing players list, right. so unfortunately we can't uh, say that. But yeah. um, do know that they played against uh, Lady Justice 2 on round one. Yeah, I mean, Lady J2, you're going to see, you know, the, the judge in there. Um, or not the judge. What's the one that has the obey? The jury. The jury, yeah. So I see, so you're I have, see both. You're, do you? Yeah, yeah, because the judge hits hard. Especially, yeah. yeah, especially with the gun. Yeah, so I guess you could bring both. You're bringing kind of an expensive list there if you do. Right. Um, I actually like the Domidors in, in with Lady J2 as well. Same. Same. The Tamers so, are like the best thing because they have an Obey and a Heal on the same action. And then you usually see like a Death Marshal or, and a Death Marshal Recruiter in there. So sometimes people like bringing the Dead Rider, not the Dead Rider, the Pale Rider. 
So that's usually kind of variants of what you'll see in a Lady J2 list. Well, the reason for the Pale Rider specifically is because they can obey it with the Domador. Like the Tamer can obey the Pale Rider, which more actions, more better. We all know that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, especially when you have a high quality model like the Pale Rider. Hell yeah. So the Maw player, though, we know for sure what they brought, um, Matt brought. Obviously, it was Maw Tug at one with a little last, Big Brain Bryn. Three Bushwhackers, mm -hmm. Survivor, just one, and two test subjects, and then Ma and Bryn both had 12 cups. So what do you think of that effing list? <laughs> huh. I guess that he knew that zero actions were going to be super important because the both models yeah. that they have, uh, both models that have the 12 cups have a very hard time dying. Like, Ma is not easy to get to, and Brick Brain Brain has protected and, like, you know, good stats or decent stats. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sorry. It's like, if if you see Lodum up in the pool and the Maw player brings three Bushwhackers, it's like, you know what's happening. Let me put a Pit Trap right here. Because <laughs> just starting the game, they put four Pit Traps out. And you can put them in the middle line? Yeah, the, the only thing is they can't be within three inches of your de enemy's deployment zone. So you can start them on the other half. Oh my god, I'm so used to putting my pit traps on my side of the table, I did not know that they could be anywhere. Yeah, so if I was playing this, I'd put one probably a little bit outside my deployment. That way I could move the test subjects like into it. Right. And then the other three I would just put on the other side of the board to start, uh, not only to make it hard for your opponent, but then also to just set up, you know, for... Uh, uh, what you call it? Load them up. Do shenanigans, basically. Yep. Huh. And then Maw's putting one out. The three bushwhackers can put it. So you, you can put out four of these a turn. Right. You get four and for free, just, and then four yeah. a turn. And people also underestimate how good the bushwhackers' guns are. It's like their guns are good. Like if they if they flip hot with those bushwhacker guns, they can one shot scheme runners. Yeah. So or they can just focus uh, down somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Either kill a scheme and runner or focus down a beater. Their survivor is a little interesting. And I, I get really? a lot of Ma players like survivors. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big survivor fan. Really? One survivor, yeah. oftentimes. I don't like games. Destiny's Child. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I. Or is that Beyonce? It's no, I, I actually learned that years <laughs> ago from Wilson because Wilson used the shit out of them when he was playing in Mayfang. Uh, yeah, in Mayfang. He was like a monster with them because constantly he would do uh you know shenanigans with like catch uh catching what is it called? Catch and release. Catch and release. You just summon yes. him in that he Yeah, but he didn't take so I, I would have agreed with that Dixon if catch and release was in this pool. But, and it might have been but he didn't take it. No, I'm just saying so that what, as an example, not like this is the rule. You know what I mean? But what what are you using test subjects for generally speaking then? Uh, well, uh, dropping scrap markers, annoying people, and surviving. Literally, I know that's it's a pun because <laughs> and they surviving. Name. No, they do. <laughs> they actually they outlive their usefulness sometimes. It's like, oh, okay, he did his job. Now, what do I do with him? <laughs> he doesn't want to die. <laughs> See, but here's my problem because this is cursed objects. <laughs> Every, I mean, the bushwhackers have stealth, so you have to go get them. Yes. But they're easy to kill once you do. Yeah, they're made up of permache. I mean, they die uh, just as easily as the lightning bugs, and they're more expensive. Yeah, and, test, 
but we still like test them. subjects they can be easy to kill sometimes depending on your tech yeah obviously maw and big brain are going to be the harder ones to kill big brain for but, sure but the lady j player only scored five five points and they took secret meetup which secret meetups kind of an interesting one with lady j i mean you have some obeys and i guess you can bury stuff and then they can get placed and i don't know things yeah although we gotta admit it was an incredibly close game of six five it was yeah average point uh points accrued because like it was no nobody got to seven which is the cutoff in my opinion for you know lots of points scored uh yeah. so i would say average but it's still close game six five I wonder what happened. Yeah. I'm guessing there was some kind of interaction that made it where the... Because I assume it was pretty close. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing Maw probably had either a big kill moment, like she just wrecked something. Right. Or they were able to slow down Lady J's crew enough with maybe Bryn um, or maybe push somebody out of positioning so they couldn't score a second point on something. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that could have happened, but usually with a Maw game, that's kind of what it comes down to when it's close. I mean, both having secret meetup in the game being so close probably could mean that they both had secret meetup on the same models. I don't know if that makes sense. So in secret meetup, you just have to have, what, two models next to a terrain piece? Yes. But it has to be in a specific type of the board, if I remember correctly. Can't be. Yeah, it has to be on the it has to be on the opponent side. Okay, so that eliminates being the same models, right? Because yeah, yeah, you can't just put it in the middle of the table either. It has to be completely on the opponent side of the board. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look into it, but like, I if I can get more information for the next time we record, hopefully I'll get in contact with Matt. Here's what I'm thinking with this Lady J player. Mm -hmm. I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Lady J player scored all four points for cursed objects True. and then maybe only got one point of the scheme because this list is pretty easy to kill yeah everything is squishy as hell so you get a point every turn <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah like i think you could easily be like i'm gonna kill this bushwhacker okay turn three i'm gonna kill that test subject okay next one i'm gonna kill that yeah that bushwhacker yeah focus down one model leave it at one health or kill it off like yeah it's doable yep. Yep, for sure. So that was definitely an interesting round, just matchup wise. So good win on that one. Yeah. The next, the next one, so round two. Yeah. This one was against Rezzers, which is always interesting. Um, and this one was no. The strategy is there. It was carve a path. Okay. It was carve. A path. Do you have the deployment. <laughs> the, uh, it should be right there too. I, I think that one is standard. No, 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 no. It wasn't standard. Uh, give me a second. Wedge. It was Wedge. Sure. It was Wedge, carve a path. And honestly, I would have given it to, to Von Stuck. I wonder what happened there. Yeah, so this is Von Stuck 2 right. um, that he played against. And the Maw player ended up taking Hidden Martyrs, which I think is great for a Maw crew. Right. And took, took Assassinate, which can be a little ballsy against Von Stuck, not going to lie. Um, and then the Von Stuck player also took Assassinate and then spread them out. So the Maw, the Maw player, before I get your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. So with, with this Maw list, it was the same thing with Maw, Little Ass, Big Brain. <laughs> then a Soulstone Miner, two Bushwhackers, a Survivor, and two Test Subjects. And then 12 Cups on Maw and Bryn. Right. So I'm wondering, because both of these lists, 
the reason why I would have given it to to uh, Stuck, but I guess he just couldn't stop the action movement. Anyway, the point is this: both crews have a lot of outside of activation movements and yeah. uh, interacts, and that is the reason why I was like, okay, so Stuck has a little bit of an edge. What happened? Because it was it's Kyle, it's Coyote versus Matt, and it's seven five, which means. Like they got almost all his points. <laughs> yeah, uh, that means that he must have put the one of the carver paths at the very least all the way into the deployment zone of Coyote, and he wasn't able to push it back. Like what happened? Maybe. I really, I'm so curious about that one. Well, so if Coyote took spread them out, right, that makes me think that he brought like some necropunks and was just dropping a lot of schemes all over the board, right. So. I it when that's kind of the tricky thing with spread them out. I think it you got to be careful because when you bring spread them out, mm-hmm. it's then hard to consolidate and then also fight or be in kind of a bubble. So I'm wondering if maybe put maybe a few models too many on like the carve and spread them out task, and then didn't have enough to fight Maw in the middle. I see. So, because if it's wedge, Maw is going to get in your face and start beating things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like everything is so close together. So I think you're I could right. see, I could see where Matt might have gotten Von Stuck out, like overextended, and then pushed him into a pit trap, and then used the crew just to kill Von Stuck. Right, and if I remember correctly, this is the list that didn't have that many bushwhackers. Right, uh, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, only two, only two, only two. Okay. Wait, no. So okay, and the no, bushwhackers, the bushwhackers could do some work on the uh, on the scheme runners. So right. So the reason why I was asking us, like, because I'm looking at, at Van Stuck, because I remember something about him allowing people to do a non-charge general action. I found that it's the study of anatomy. He basically can tell, say, like, "Hey, you do an interact. Hey, you do an interact." Yeah. So yeah, he must have used the bushwhackers to hunt down the people that are pushing up the the wagon. Right? Yeah. That's a good point. Like, huh. So two bushwhackers, and you said that he also had two uh, little robots? Yeah, two bushwhackers, a survivor, and two test subjects. Okay, so do you think that the test subjects were pushing the, the cover path? They're, they are significant, right? So if I was, yes. So if I was doing carve path, I would set up turn one where the test subjects push the card markers right right yeah so i would i would give them a good push and then i would probably use the survivor and maybe either big brin or maud depending on how it goes or brin could actually obey a test subject to push it again right 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 so i would use that and then turn two i would use the bushwhackers to push them really up into position gotcha yeah, I mean it's a lot of, and that's the thing when you run a minion heavy list. Yeah, if you can if you can keep the models on the board, you really start snowballing your APs and activations. Yeah, and you really can get a good advantage there. Yeah, yeah, because one of the other things that uh, survivors are very famous for is uh, the extra movement from magnetism. Yep. So they themselves could just push the wagon by themselves twice. Yep. So. That, that probably is also a thing that we're missing out on this information. Yeah, and I could see that as well. The survivor just kind of hanging out near one. Honestly, you could do a survivor and test subject because test subjects, I believe, are constructs. 
And I think the yep. survivors can push towards constructs. Or away, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 So you could even do that. Yep. Like, there's so many uses. Those, like I said, sometimes they outlive their usefulness. And then you're like, I yeah, know you so got a lot in, to the, do. <laughs> in the construct heavy list, I like it a lot. Okay. Um, to have the survivors. So if I bring a maw list that has more of like sparks, the pig, the iron pig, which I actually like the. Uh, I like the mecha pork chop in this list a lot, the mechanical pork chop. Yeah. Um, because you basically can obey it. You can have it ride the rails. You can do a lot of crazy things with it. Oh, yeah. It's super mobile. It's surprisingly super mobile when you can put scraps everywhere yeah. on the table. Listen, if you bring the mechanical pork chop, I know you're, you're going to want to hit things with it, but don't. It's more of a scheme runner piece than it is a beater piece. Yeah, it has that whole rage in the machine or whatever ability. Yeah, yeah don't do that. That's don't do that. Yeah, it's it's a fast model. It can hop to it. Honestly, I think it's better in May Fang, but it's still fun in Bayou. Yeah, uh, I mean, May Fang just puts out more scraps. It gives you more options. Personally, I love I love that stupid thing with Mecha Mimo, but that is still for the reason that you said, which is. Yeah. Put a whole bunch of scrap markers and make a Mima randomly puts out pit traps and scrap markers out. And yeah, the pit traps count as scrap markers. Exactly right. And all of a sudden, yeah. like there's a raging hog just like going across the fucking table. <laughs> no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And dude, I've been seeing some people have been painting their Mecha Mimas and they look freaking amazing. Yeah. Our next game is going to be Mecha Mima versus whatever you want. Remember, you got to finally yeah, play against like Pandora. And You've I, been dodging me. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we played Pandora versus Terra, and I thought you needed a break for a couple of days. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I actually got a game. To, I actually got a game tomorrow. I'm playing Terra Two. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, you had like two playing with, playing with Jim. Yeah, we played two games of Terra Two versus like stuff that I play, and it's not bad. It's it's not like in any way, shape, or form as nervous people wanted to say. Yeah, you can still yeah. kidnap people with Talos. It's just Talos is not 33. <laughs> well, and I actually think it's pretty... So, and this is obviously off topic real quick, but yeah. Terra, Terra 2, I feel like it's more of like an Obey Master where you want to use Rewind and you want to use her... Um, whatever that, that action is where you can charge out of the void, essentially. Right. And I think those are the two actions that you want to do with your own models. Yep. to position kind of this bouncing back and forth game to get on objectives to push things do things whatever so yeah but as we learn in one of our games she's not a stand up and fight master no yeah so she we we found that she's not very good for what was it covert ops yeah she was okay with that i just wasn't playing it very well but ah, okay um because you have to be there, and I just I I could have put a rewind an echo marker next to it, mm -hmm. so then at the end of the turn I could have then teleported next to whatever I wanted to stand next to, but I just I wasn't playing the game, so that's how that goes. That reminds me, but can't you do echo markers on enemies, or does it have to be friendly? No, you can do it on enemies. I just I haven't played around with that yet. Okay, but this game with Maw versus Von Stuck ended up seven five, so it was still a pretty close game. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the reason why I'm wondering. Like, that's got to be somebody got into somebody's deployment, so with at least one of the markers. Yeah, and I think people always forget about Maw's crew too. Is that Maw actually has a lot of ways to get rid of scheme markers? So 
not only do you have 12 cups of coffee that can clear out ski markers, which I don't know Coyote forgot about, but Maw and Bryn had that. So if you see enemy ski markers, use your bonus. They're gone. I get to focus. Yeah. But also there's a handful of models that have, I think it's Forage or whatever, yes. where it's a bonus action and you get to basically think, is, I can't remember if it's draw your discard pile or something like that, the but top. you also remove a marker. Yeah, you draw the top from the discard pile. Yeah, but you remove a marker. So like Little Lass has it. I think a couple of the, um, I don't know. I think the test subjects actually have it too. I'm so going to look it up because if I that, remember correctly, is uh, remove a uh, target's enemy scheme marker, draw the top card of your discard pile. I think that's Yeah, I think that's it too for Forage. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. If I was playing Von Stuck in that pool, I, spread them out can be gutsy because there's so many little things by you can do to get rid of those scheme markers. Oh, yeah. And y yes, remove target enemy scheme marker within two inches. Draw the, tar, uh, yep. draw the top of this model's discard pile. So yeah, it's it's very, very useful because it's a it's not a better tool for the job, but it is a different version of that. Which I like. Yeah. So if you see, well, if you see your opponent starting to drop schemes, it's like, oh, this is money. <laughs> I like, have three models that can turn this into cash. It's like, oh, I just flipped the right Joker. <gasps> I activate this model and just <laughs> give me that. Little ass is gonna go give me my red Joker back. Hell yeah! <laughs> just dropping scheme markers for no reason. Now, of course, it wouldn't be a tournament mm. if the Maw player didn't have to play against Damien in the finals, but. In the finals, the heart of the cards was with the uh, the Bayou player. According to pretty much everybody that, that 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 was near the table, they said that the mob player's deck was on fire, and the deck for the Damien player was just like taking shots at his legs, just like just bat into the legs. <laughs> so that's the thing. That's actually Ma Tuckett's, I think, strongest value, right? Is that you have seven cards because you bring Bryn. Yeah. You have the ability to good for a laugh on different triggers. Right. And you also have the ability to not only stone for cards, but you also have, if you cheat a tome in on the initiative flip, you get to draw two cards. Yes. Yeah. So you can cheat down for that. It's so flexible. And she has something. Is it ill omens where it gives you plus one to initiative too? Also. Yeah. She does have ill omens. She's just such a flexible master. And yep. yeah, I mean, there's times where it's like, man, I have crap in my hand. And then I activate Maw after cheating in the tome. And it's like, boop, boop, boop. Okay, now I have yep. like a fire hand, you know? Actually, I, I will never forget that you drew 11 cards against me. That was uh, <laughs> that was pretty impressive. That was pretty impressive. Because it was like three or four activations and you drew 11 cards against me. But yeah. the funny part about that game was that even though you drew 11 cards, it took 11 cards for you to draw your first face card. That was, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> See, and I think, though, you have to be kind of you have to pump the brakes there when you start seeing just a crap ton of low cards, because then you have to be like, I need to flip my deck because that's mostly good cards now. Oh, my God. I mean, it was on fire right after that, like, like. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just answering real quick to Nick who came into the the chat. It was like, what up now? Yeah, and you you could easily. So I saw up there, uh, Cutting Jaff asked if you can kill three bushwhackers in one turn. The answer is yes. <laughs> if they're close enough, you definitely can. <laughs> you can run them down like the green skins they are. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Uh, the, the thing that's been annoying when I was playing against you was 
uh, slapping somebody and blasting off a <laughs> take so four damage a, on that guy, dude. <laughs> as a as a Bayou player, you have to know that shockwaves are your enemy and blast markers are your enemy yeah. because if you huddle up in your little green skin, you know, cuddle bubble, it's going to get blown to hell. I mean, we have so you need to not be next to each other. We have poop uh, stats basically. Yeah, and you only have their low hit boxes. Yeah. So I'll. The best tactic that people will do, it's like, cool, you got this low defense model. Oh, you got two squishy models next to it. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would actually give the faction, just in general, the faction, uh, like plus two health across the table. And I don't think it would break anything. I'm being like 100% maybe, serious. Maybe on the minions and enforcers, but there are some good models I wouldn't do that to. No, no. I, I cannot think it of... This is like everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. For sure. For sure. Like including the 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 big twin uh, ten point models, like it's just one of those things that yeah, it's super strong. I get it. I'm not disagreeing that it's like super strong, but it's you know, it's a faction identity kind of thing. It's like oh, they're hardy. It's like okay. So so besides the good luck, the Maw player ended up bringing Maw, Lass, and Bryn with three bushwhackers, three survivors, twelve cups of coffee on Maw. And what what was the strategy and deployment on that last round? It was a uh, flank guard to stash, so it was very murderous. <laughs> Literally, I can so, see just just from everybody that was in your face breakthrough. Uh, there was uh, leave your mark and vendetta. Yeah, so at least those four were in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it's a bloody pool. Ma, the Maw player took in your face and leave your mark, which is perfect because Maw loves smacking people. Yep. And then uh, the Damien player, and he took Damien two. Yep. So he took leave your mark and vendetta. Uh, dang. I I need to, like I said I need to get back in the swing of things again. I don't remember the uh, accepted. As the most powerful Damien list, do you know anything about it? Have you played against Damien lately? Um, so I don't know if there's an accepted list because uh, honestly, it's Arcanist nonsense. So I don't know too much about it. Um, <laughs> I know the stu the stupid Soulstone Golem dude. He has like some really shenanigans where he can like basically teleport halfway across the board, which is yep. nonsense. And he's a nice little beater. Um, I think honestly, a lot of it is just kind of like what you feel like you want to bring, mm -hmm. and then just make sure you're effectively using your side hand. Essentially, um, I haven't played against it. I haven't played against Damien probably since September, so I couldn't tell you what a good Damien player does with it currently, because we were just kind of figuring out what he did, and I saw some really good things, but. Hmm. Um, Damien 2, your crew is almost setting up to make him the killing machine. Right. So I imagine that you just kind of move him up into position and then go kill stuff. Um, the problem with this list that the Bayou player had right. is it's a lot of like the the if he was flipping hot, I can guarantee those bushwhackers probably killed something. Yeah. Like something they weren't expecting to die. Yeah. I mean, it's still the, bu five, the bushwhackers might have the bushwhackers might have killed Damien. You don't get a trigger, but if you just get enough shots on them, just keep shooting them. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'm going to look it up again, but somebody was telling me that some swing happened where like it was red joker on one side and then the other one was like a black joker on the other side, like for like back to back flips.
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I would not be shocked if like a bushwhacker hit Damien for twelve damage, just you know reasons. It's like oh red, jo- oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because the bushwhackers, they're so you don't get triggers against Damien, which is stupid. That's one of the things I hate about him, right? Right, because Damien too is just like oh, you don't get a trigger if you're. Is it anybody that targets him? I'm gonna look at it. It's it, yeah, it is. Quick. It is. So I guess no crit strike. That's still ten damage to Damien if it was back to back severe from a, from a bushwhacker because they they stab a gun that's two three five for some reason and I love it. I mean, just <laughs> applause for that one. It's so funny. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. So people might not realize with the uh, with the Bayou stuff, but. Yeah, there's the bushwhacker. I'm definitely. I mean, oh, you're looking at it's that. it's a two it's a two three five. So even without a trigger, you're throwing five damage if you get six if you get the red joker. Well, yeah, yeah, but like I remember it was something about like on the hit, not on the damage, and then it was like on the hit again. Like Damien got like a black joker, and the other person got like you know an eleven or something. I remember yeah, sure. it was like ridiculous. The comment was like, "This is like the <laughs> it was it was disheartening <laughs> just like watching this man's." Uh, oh, because that dude, that is what I do when I see a Damien player. I basically just if I'm going against Damien, too, I try to just shoot him from afar as fast as I can and just keep throwing just basic shots at him mm-hmm. to the point where it's like if he comes in, he's going to he's going to pay for it. So Brian Bellin uh, answering Andre was like, apparently there was a tons of red Joker damage followed by next attack. Black Joker defenses left Damien in the cold. So yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it all happened according to Kyle. Everything happened in like rounds one and two. So that means Damien died <laughs> rounds one and two. And then it's just yeah, like, it sounds like Damien probably died round turn two. Yeah, it was top of two. Blam. <laughs> and, and I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if Brian listens to the podcast. I don't think many people are shedding a tear on a Damien player getting wrecked. That's messed up. <laughs> Especially a Bayou player. All the Bayou rejoiced when they saw this result. <laughs> Damn, I guess I guess I haven't. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super happy that the Ma won. And yeah, I don't feel bad about like the bad luck because like bad luck happens. But <laughs> I'm not gonna go and say if you play Damien, you're a bad person. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you're a bad person. I just said nobody was sad that the Damien player lost. You, you did the equivalent of bless his heart. You literally did the equivalent um, of bless his bless heart. His heart. <laughs> bless his heart. This is so funny. I actually want to talk about this as we kind of go into the second part of this podcast, Dixon. Yeah. I think this goes to show something here, especially by you, but you... I think people get too infatuated with the heavy hitters. Like, I'm going to bring Hannah and I'm going to punch it for 10. Or I'm going to bring this beat stick model. You can build a list with minions and win. Yes. This dude only brought Big Brain Bryn and Maw. And that mother effer won the dang thing. Yeah. I, you You see it rarely because it's easier to keep alive certain models the problem is when you yes. go below like seven models the seven models like the average uh people that go with six and five models when one model dies that's like huge now if yeah you can somehow mitigate the damage and and make it so that you actually win the alpha so hard that you get like two to three kills on turn one then yeah you're just gonna like you know 
avalanche, not even landslides, just like avalanche, tsunami, you know, death grip your opponent into submission. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, with Bayou specifically, because I feel like Bayou can run minions and do well. Yes. Um, you can you can run Ulix and have all pig minions. You can do, obviously, Maw and have minions. You could... Zip, actually, I think he likes a mix. I don't think you just want minions with Zip just because his stuff's so good on the high end. I mean, you have the access to the first mate. That alone makes you not want to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just just the first mate Kin, Kin doesn't like minions. They need their enforcers and henchmen. I wonder if Kin, too... Can pull it off. Kin too might. You're not. You're probably not wrong there, but still, the enforcers are really good. Oh yeah, no disagreement there. I think Zoraida could do uh, a minion heavy crew and do well. You don't think so? No. I mean, my experience, she, she Zoraida too. Zoraida too. Yeah. Yeah, both Zoraida. Zoraida too could run minions. I don't know. In my experience, it hasn't panned out that way. You'd know better. I. You know me. I don't play her. It's just me yeah. thinking. No, she. She's the problem with many minions is that you. You pretty much have to like discard your hand and Sarita to draws cards but she doesn't draw enough cards so to do that i mean the problem with the first one uh and many minions is obey likes to have something that's like really good to obey so yeah. obeying a small minion does like almost nothing and yeah she can draw six cards but wants to see that you know what i mean yeah it's just weird but i think that there's masters in this game oh. that can run a really effective minion list yeah i wanted to point out nekima Nekima is one of those uh, oh, masters. Yeah. She can run all. Uh, I think. Did Did you misspeak? Did you mean Barbaros? Both. I think you meant Barbaros. I'm gonna say both. <laughs> say both. Barbaros can do. Yeah, 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 that's true. I am so Hi, happy. Barbaros. Yeah, I'm so he's happy. He's on the dude. He's on the up. Yeah, he is he's on the so up. damn good that even as a henchman, he can be played he, as a leader. He just doubled the amount of models he could bring with this new Madness and Malifaux book. I'm so happy about that too. Like it's. I see. I saw that list and I was like. Yeah, no, we talk, we, I know that we talked about it. I know that the gentleman in Michigan yeah. talked about it. Uh, like, it, it, it's just two cavern Nephilims, two mature Nephilims. You give the matures uh, the hard to kill upgrade, and then you just watch the world burn. <laughs> so damn good. I don't think that's the, I don't, I don't think that's the best Barbaros list, but I think it's funny. I think because, <laughs> like, there's, there's something about simplicity of the list that actually sure. can be powerful. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong, but I do like the the Yannick and then the dead Nephilim kind of engine. Yes. And then two matures and sprinkle whatever else you want in there. Right. Um, and there's a couple of models that I'm, I showed you the picture of whatever that uh, Explorer Society returned is model. I that looks decent. That model. I, I, both that one and the, I forgot the, the model that pushes. Like it, you have a, an, an option at the beginning of the turn to like push three inches whenever you do an action or something like that. She's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's the Unseely engine. Yeah, the Unseely engine is like gorgeous looking, uh, and the rules are good. But the other one, my favorite yeah. one, uh, the model looks great, but the rules are amazing. <laughs> and in this specific case, I love that more. <laughs> yeah. So out of all this stuff that the that Barbaros got that he can now bring with this stuff. If you wanted to double master Castor, you could, because I don't think there's anything that says you can't bring Castor. You just can't bring Nakima with him. You could hire the totem, but I don't think you would. You have the white eyes. You have the cavern. Wait, are, you, are you talking about if Barbaros is the leader to bring? You can't bring masters with a henchman as a leader. Oh, you can't? Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Sorry. 
Oh, got it. No, that's fine. I didn't know that. That's good. That's good stuff then. Yeah, that's the limitation of it. Yep. Yeah, that's good. You have the unbearer, you have the white eyes, you have the blood vessel, you have the gwill. Um, yeah, and then you have the Nephilim stuff that's also coming out with all this return thing. So yep. Barbaro's got actually really interesting with this release. Yes, because he's an outcast pick. The only thing that you're basically uh, picking, if you're picking Barbaros as a leader, is that he's not... He's missing like three health. That's basically it. Yes. Because he hits as hard as a master. He does, yeah. but he's squishy. Yeah, well, squishy, you know, in quotes, because he's literally three health less. That's it. That's literally it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nuts when you think about it. Yeah, and he can he and he can heal a point. The hot hit so since you can bring the hodgepodge effigy, which you're gonna turn into the emissary. Right. That helps keep them alive because once it's the emissary, you can throw an upgrade on them to get region one. Yeah, but if so, assassinate is not on the pool. I don't care if he dies because the list true. is there because he brings return and nephilim to the to the crew. I don't yeah. care if he dies if if assassinate is not on the pool. That's just that's a good point. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he's easy to kill, but he does die. Right, he will tick down and he ticks down faster than normal master because he only has nine hit points. Yeah, now those three health, uh, you know, it may be the difference. It matters. Yeah, it might be the difference between getting hit three or four severes, like, you know, depending on what happens. He's really good for jumping in and stopping stuff with caught in the ring. Just be like, stop hitting my boy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, anything, anything in that list that allows a mature to live like one more turn is disgusting because that's, that's a big, big strength about matures is like they are very they're surprisingly resilient for a defense five willpower five model yeah yeah because like you know like wait he only has defense five for willpower five it's like yeah well shockingly you know in he, the the whatever the ability combat reflexes that it's called it's combat something and then the other regeneration no 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 no. i'm talking about mature nephilims oh okay yeah, 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 yeah. Where you can't cheat correct so those two abilities put together allow the mature to do ungodly amounts of work, sometimes surviving oh, yeah. the entire game, which is insane to think about because most games, you know, if they're focused down, they die with like two or three turns. So if, if anybody has ever been terrified about a mature Nephilim flying at their face, imagine a mature Nephilim that is hard to kill. And when it kills stuff, it draws you cards. Yes. <laughs> and, and on top of that, so like not only is he giving you back resources, at any point in time, a master or a leader can come in and say, no, you can't attack him anymore. Yeah. And you're just like, no, get attack me now. It's like, what the? Yeah. You also have, you also have bring, you also have bring it, which is good too. Oh my God. It's so true. I forgot that you can just pull people off of him. Come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> so Come here. Come here, brother. Oh, leave my bat alone. Yeah. I, I, I hope at one point in time, uh, uh, weird allows people to play Lilith instead of barbaros that'd be cool as a leader because you know that would that would just be for nostalgia's sakes because i know there's a lot of people Dick, that Dixon, do you have any um do you have any minion heavy lists that you like running yeah i like to play my puppet list and i play pandora i mean you saw the pandora list i mean you had a what four you had three what was your fourth minion i know you had the two sorrow you had the two well yep. in the list that i played against you i swapped out one model for my aversion i don't know if you remember when i i told you about it it was like i said yeah i i think i should play the version but i wanted to try out the emissary so you had two the liza and then an aversion it was two sorrows one eliza and an aversion and that's usually okay. what i play with 
Because the aversion, what it does is it pushes out the Kurgan. Kurgan teleports Pandora forward, and then you saw what happens after that. Well, so something else that I think people need to recognize with minion heavy lists, mm -hmm. it lets you, I feel like it gives you more activation control. Because usually you have one, you have more activations. Yeah. And you can often, it's not that they're worse activations, but you know, if I just activate a bushwhacker and take a couple shots, I'm like, eh, I want to wait to see what Eric is going to do. Let me go ahead and just shoot something random and let me see where this dude goes. Mm -hmm. it, it leaves you to leave your important activations back. So in the case of these games, I'm sure you could do all these activations. You could activate a test subject just to get it up in the way. Those test subjects are so good at being road bumps or speed bumps. Yes. Just blocking blocking lanes. They're just so good at being annoying. So one of the things that I was I was gonna point out is uh that that idea. I love having at least three minions just so I can sacrifice one of them. Oh yeah. Because I like to set the, the line of scrimmage and I find it easy to just like, hey, there's a Sora right there in the middle of the table. If you don't kill it, it's gonna start siphoning life off of your models. That's annoying. It just yeah. kind of plays into the psychological aspect of the game. Like, ugh. Yeah, I was thinking, I did the same thing with Levy, um, right? Because you can put their minions up, and if you start within, is it three you take a point of damage? I, I believe it's four, but yeah, yeah, let's say three. No, three. Entropy is three. Entropy is three. You just take a point of damage. Correct. And then they have unmade triggers. So if you attack them, then you take a point of damage if they hit their trigger. So some of the, I'm telling you, when you start having multiple models like that, that do these kind of things, it can really cause problems for your opponent. It can really make it where they're spending their, because I know in the United States, people play henchman heavy and they like double masters occasionally. So their activations are very important. Whereas if you have minions, you can just, throw crap at them. Maybe you get a slow trigger. Also, healing heavy. There's a lot yes. of... Uh, this model is going to take some damage, and then I'm going to heal him back to full. Yeah. I saw that a lot. Like, it's one of the mentalities that uh, it, it does help. Because, like, if a model doesn't die in the U.S., somebody's used to just, like, that model is going to go back to full health. And I, it's just... Yeah, so check... Going. So, I actually, so that Terra Timeless list that I brought, I'll share it with you real quick just because I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> so we're playing we're playing in a pool that has its guard the stash, but it also has spread them out, hidden martyrs, load them up, sabotage, and breakthrough. Okay. Normally that kind of screams Terra 1, but once again, I'm trying Terra 2. But I brought um, Terra 2 with Karina, a Scion, two Void Hunters, Talos, 33 and nothing beast. So hmm. I, I think these two void hunters should do a lot of work kind of kicking around. They are very good at chomping out like pieces of people randomly. Cause like you could literally go hard with the rest of your crew. And then at the end of the turn, you pop out a, a void hunter and just like, Oh, look at that. I have plus flips on all attacks because of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just blew my whole hand and now they're getting positive flips. Correct. Yeah, and they, or if you have fast, they get positives. Uh, and they also have five damage on the top end, which is, shockingly that's a a tip. Like you know, like two damage is nothing, three blah blah blah. But like when you hit the five, it's like oh, that's a five point model. <laughs> yeah, it's like ooh, not even a soulstone <laughs> can stop most of the damage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you're still taking two off this bro probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even if yeah, 
even on a red joker, you only prevent four. And that's a one, yeah. one card in the entire deck. Yeah, I think minion list, people should give it more of a shot. Obviously, there's some keywords where that's probably not great. Okay. But there are a lot of crews where the minions can do you a lot of work. Okay, that's fair. I encourage our people in the United States to dust off your minions, put them on the table, and see what you think. Well, it's hard. I mean, that's the problem with minions. It's hard to get value out of them before they die. So why would I... And I'm I'm being the devil's advocate, obviously, because I I, sure. I like playing minions. It's hard to keep a minion alive and to get the same value out of your eight point model on my five point model. So why would I go through the extra process to play this piece of shit when I just have this upgraded model? Because there are some schemes that you want minions for, right? Yeah. If you have catch and release, like just looking at Terra, if catch and release was in this, yep. I would bring a wretch. I would score my point, bury it, and not see it again until the end of the turn or end of the game. Yes. These Void Hunters, they're pretty hard to kill. Honestly, they're incorporal. They have Terrifying 10 for reasons. For, yeah. Their movement six. Yeah. And you can bounce them throughout the board. Yeah. And pretty good. Important. They're only seven points. Yes. They're only seven points. Because like you look at a model like this on other factions, usually that's an eight-point model. This is a seven-point right. model. Yep. Yeah. So you get a one-point cheaper. He's usually safe because he's coming from the void. And he can do high damage if you don't look at it. Like if you're like, oh, you're not paying attention. All of a sudden, Void Hunter comes out, chomp, take five. You're like, mother. Dixon, and plus you have Hidden Martyrs, right? Hidden Martyrs is a minion scheme. Right. It's like you're going to need one minion, and you can do one minion in a high cost. You know, So I've done Test Subject and First Mate. <laughs> That's perfect. 13 points, yes. Yep, yep, yep. I, I do it with like have fun, have fun killing the first mate. Here's a test subject. Yeah, I do it candy <laughs> and a sorrow. Yeah, oh, that sounds awful. Or, or my personal favorite, and I know this is stupid, but it's um, any model that's like nine points or less, and the poltergeist. Usually, the poltergeist is like you know number one target, so I hold them oh, back, yeah. and then turn two. I just like put them in the middle of your crew, and it's like that's a point right there. You have to kill him. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Yeah. Just little things like that. So, yeah. So there's a lot of schemes where it's like you can win the game with these minions. Um, Ulix is another perfect example. Piglets are freaking awesome. Yep. They're three stones and they will do your work every game. Yes. Also, they turn into war pigs for almost nothing nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, war pigs, the other pigs, swine cursed, whatever. Yep. If some of your models die, they become piglets, so that's fun. My personal <laughs> favorite was the trick that, I don't know if you ever got to see it, but like Maeve taught me this, and I, I use it every now and then. Uh, you take Maris, you set on fire both of your uh, your uh, swine cursed, and then you have a piglet run through them and become a war pig. Yep. You end yep. up with a war pig. And Maris is a really good scheme runner, so I don't mind paying the seven points for a model that's just going to do her, her own thing for the rest of the game. Nope. Also, uh, I feel like Von Stuck has good minions. Von Schill has good minions. Arguably, Von Stuck has the best minions. There's an argument. Dashiell has good minions, too. Dashiell has... About Dashiell. Well, I mean, they're usually squishy, but the fact of, of the matter is Dashiell just throws them out like it was free. It's like, here's a fucking executioner for like a card. I, I, a I don't know, man. E executioners that can use stones with Dashel 2 is pretty scary. 
<laughs> That's dumb. That is so Let's just dumb. say I've had an executioner one shot a nine stone model. I mean, so. literally the same thing be said about a mature look. They have the same damage. You just still have the executioners. They, they have they have tickly fingers. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and they can stone for crit strike. Wait, they have crit strike? Hell yeah, they do, man. I don't remember that. Are you kidding me? Holy crap! So they hit me? almost as hard as Gurley. Um, which call it? Hannah? Yeah. So oh, shit. No shot. They do when they do when you bring them with Dashel too. Ah, okay. So executioners. There they are. Get my it. baby, my derpy boys. So they're a three, four, five, and they have crit strike. So you can get the plus two reliably. So they become a five, six, seven. And then you have the red joker that becomes eight. So I said nine, but it's eight damage. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm, well, it's not fine. That still hurts my soul. But <laughs> this still, is not fine. <laughs> yeah. No. That, wow. So they hit like mad trucks. I'm surprised. I don't see. I, I mean, not that many people play guild for some reason. I I'm I have my guild staring me in the face. Yeah, and I'm always tempted by them because they're so fun. That's the reason why you want to play them, but you don't look at them and go like, "Yeah, those those models look sweet," and I definitely want to play them above all these other models over here. Well, that's the problem, right? Because I think outcast models look cooler. I think Bayou models look cooler. It's like. They're just humans. It's like how fun are humans? Yes. It's like eh. not only not only are they just humans, but they're also the government. So you're like, yeah, after that. Do I want to be a bureaucrat? Like, <laughs> really? And not only that, they're, they're the corrupt government, right? They're the, <laughs> they're the taking backroom dealings to screw people over. That is so funny. That is so. <laughs> so yeah, like that's the main reason. I think aesthetically is the reason why people like look at the guild and go like, eh. Because like there's nothing. And ten thunders have a crap ton of good minions too. Ten thunders, yeah, have like a galore of just good minions to choose from. Yeah, but ten thunders also doesn't fit the rest of the game. If you look at the ten thunders, (laughs) their their aesthetics (laughs) do not fit the rest of the game. Hey, did you see that chat in our Discord that was going on about that stupid ten thunder model? Which one? Starter box ten thunders model that lets you draw cards. Koji is the model. Koji. You're right. Oh, sorry. Thunders. It's a uh, it's versatile. versatile. The keyword is Sayuri. So S A Y U R I. The arms of an angel. Koji. Henchman. Yeah. Who the hell? So it's the protection money. So after an enemy ski marker is dropped within six, this model may draw a card. Is that what it is? Are you seriously telling me that this is their version of Yannick? I got. It. I would have to look. I would have to look it up because. I just know that the oh, let me look at the boring conversation because I actually had to errata it for Captain Khan. There's literally only three three models for this entire keyword: protection money, scheme ra- markers dropped. Why does he draw a lot of cards? I'm so curious about it right now. Apparently, Sayuri models treat enemy scheme markers within six as half of the shield, the plus one terrain. Yo, that's dope. All right, so so here so here's what it is, okay? I'm listening. So I got Jesse's. I'll I'll do Jesse's explanation, and then you can tell me what you think. Okay. So uh, they decided to do a house rule for this because there's a negative play experience. It's come with a new madness Malifo. Okay. Uh, it's here already conferred with weird to's interpretation. Blah blah blah. Um, there's a rules interaction that's been uncovered that's been problematic. Koji, the new Ten Thunders from the starter box as a ranged attack, Taker's Bane, which drops an enemy scheme marker within three inches of the target 
as part of the base attack. This effect is not restricted to enemy only, allowing Koji to drop two scheme markers in his deployment zone turn one. These scheme markers interact with abilities on several other Ten Thunders models, specifically protect money on Lotus Eaters, crime bosses, and Koji himself, as well as four winds punch on Wandering River style, a crew can be constructed with Shenlong 1 or 2, which incorporate these models and enables a player to draw an extraordinary number of cards easily in excess of 30 when using Shenlong 2. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Wow. I, you know that was the first thing that I was looking for? Is This thing says enemy only, right? Like, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. That's insane, bro. So I think it's where you drop it. And then I think Shen Long lets you pick them up and then drop them again. So essentially you can use that action just to keep dropping them, which triggers everybody's draw card. Yes. Yes. Because it's not one model getting affected by the auras. It's each individual model getting affected by yes. the scheme. That's so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Well, and, oh my God. and the thing about that is, and, and a lot of people are like, okay, you're drawing cards. Well, think about 10 Thunders. They have these good versatiles like... Fuhatsu, right? You have samurai that are pretty decent. Yep. You have other beaters that are disgusting. Yep. And just think about when you have a grip full of severes and you're like, cool, that model's dead. <laughs> so one of the things that also on top of, on top of what you said is you can go ham every act yeah. every other activation. Because you can go, that model activates, he's gonna go super ham. Now I'm gonna refill my hand again. That other model now activates. He goes ham. I'm gonna do it again. Like yes. the fact that, it, like, if you think that's fair because it's like one. No, no. There's a limit. There's a limit. If he were to drop yeah. like maybe three cards, you know, a turn on average, meaning he drew 15 cards in a game. I I would even I would even give him a high end. Like if you did five or six cards, yeah, that's a lot. Correct. But it's still like. Okay, you can still work, but thirty dang cards? Like you yeah. kidding me? Well, the, the main thing <laughs> is he he should be only restricted to hitting an enemy. I'm shocked, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm shocked that that's not just a trigger to say yeah. that model has to drop. You know, drop it. The drop it trigger. Yeah, drop it. Uh, I think it's uh, only uh, bandits have that now, or something like that. Right now, I don't remember. Yep. I remember. I remember that it was fair, and if we have that problem with the bandits. How the heck? I guess they must have missed. They, they must have missed it on, on playtest. That's yeah, weird. and and a lot of people are house ruling it to be enemy only for the drop trigger, or not the trigger, but just if you're gonna drop it, it has to be an enemy model. I mean, even even, and I'm sorry, but like, it, even if it's enemy only, that's still an incredibly powerful effect because you're doing damage to somebody and drawing cards as well. Yeah, but you you have to be within six to draw the cards though, so you have to be in decent range to do that. Also true. So, whereas if it's just, hey, I'm going to shoot my own model, cool, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> also true, also true. Maybe maybe it's not as exploitative uh, if it's only enemy only. I will have to play it, but that's insane. I didn't yeah. even know that this model existed. Yeah, I didn't know either until I saw that Captain Khan Jesse ruled on it. And I think that was the right thing to do. It was the same thing when um, McMorning's new title could basically kill a model and just remove it from the board. Yeah. And I, I remember looking at somebody in a tournament. And I said, just so you know, if you bring McMorning to, I'm not going to oblige that uh, that that specific working. 
Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to let you just remove my model. <laughs> I mean, the first time I saw that example was with Karis too. Same exact yes. thing, but instead of poison fire, it was like, how yeah. is this okay? How is this like even... Boom, 30 damage. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Undefendable. Like you could not do yes. anything about it. You just, just like... Just end a turn. You get all my fire, take 10 damage. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It's equally as bad. I'm shocked. The, yes. there's people that were upset that they removed that from the game. And I, I think that that's just good TOing, like until Weird fix, because Weird will obviously just quick fix on that, yeah. just to make it good. It's I think it was just overlooked. Yeah, They're putting out a lot of models, and sometimes that stuff just flies under the radar. I know that it's it's a meme saying the words, uh, small indie company, but Weird is a small indie company. Like, maybe, like, what, 11 people total? That's uh, probably less maybe. than that. It's probably like six or something. I think it's less. People. yeah. I would guess closer to six. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So, like, I understand. I perfectly understand if, like, they drop something. Like, I'm not super pissed that Sayuri does that, but, like, I am upset that people think that it's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Just just let him drop This is fine. <laughs> this is totally fine. <laughs> well, Dixon, uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Anything else? Around? What? So, you said you're still messing around with Bayou with Mecha Mima. Are you in Bayou for a bit or are you bouncing kind of back and forth? Uh, to get back into the game, I'm, I'm sticking to six masters. Uh, three in Bayou, three in in, in uh, Neverborn. You played already against uh, three, right? You played Titania, Pandora, and... Clampets. It was the Clampets. I played the Clampets just because I wanted to see them on the table, but like it's not a keyword that <laughs> Bye I. Bye, who, Buckaroo. <laughs> yeah, Cervantes is going to definitely see some. Cervantes and the Hermits are definitely going to see table time yeah. on other factions. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, and the Skulker is possibly a tech pick that I am going to bring to make a meme on uh, 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 games because Skulker is damn good. I got to look at this. So have you seen the models for these clampets that uh, are coming out here soon? No. Are they, are they out already? So they're not out, but they released what the models look like. Oh, shit. Um, and they showed the boxes. Okay. And one of them, what are these stupid things called? They're like buckaroos. Buckaroo bonsai. Kangaroo. What, yeah, what do they get? What's the model actually called? Uh, buckaroo riders, if I remember correctly. It's it's just like a gremlin on top of a... a um, whatchamacallit, the... Like a Silurid? Yeah, he's, he's a gremlin on top of a Silurid. There they are. They're called Buckaroos. What do these things even do? Dude, this dude's wrestling a Silurid. He's riding <laughs> a Silurid. No, he, he's wrestling that no, thing. No, no, he's riding the Silurid. I'm telling you right now, that's <laughs> riding it. Because it's supposed to be a Bucking so they have, Bronco. So they still have Butterfly Jump, so that's cool. Oh, it's a Bucking Bronco. Yeah, yeah. make way. So they have... Actually, which model move through? Okay, they have trample, so they can move through other models. Yes, All right, yes. they don't have stealth though. That's kind so of wrong. The, the big thing about them is basically, I wish they were a little bit more resilient because that's the big issue with them. They are supposed to attack you without attacking you. They just run over you and constantly force you know that that what is a defense turn? Dude, dude, they have onward, right? Right. So they're not terrible into like carve a path because that's awesome. Yeah. But they have a tome trigger called Wee! <laughs> yeah. So you, you look at the top two cards of this model's fate deck, then place them back in a random order. This model may then discard a card to draw a card. Yeah. So I guess just randomly just chucking cards like, ooh, I really like that card. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, like I played with them um, 
as a like a test game like i myself trying to see what flipping cards and stuff just like like you know what i mean like a solo game quote unquote yeah before i played against you and they're just silly as shit like they're just so silly because like literally you just like run over people and force uh duels so they're like the aoe of of bayou <laughs> on on a well yeah Aim my first rodeo is kind of cute too, especially if you do like guard the stash or something, <laughs> because it's just like, hey, take a damage or I get to push you too. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't get me wrong. I find them. It's fun, cute. Yeah, and cute. But I wish they were a little. I did just a little bit more resilient. Then they'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I think you could have kept stealth on them, and that would have been fine. That would have been funny. But how is a bucking bronco stealthy? It's like, shh, shh, quiet. We're sneaking over here. <laughs> the Sillard's like, whoa. Yeah, they called Buck. Get off me. How pissed off does a Sillard have to be for a gremlin, you know, to jump on its back, you know? And think about the first mate. You think the first mate's going to let a gremlin on his back? No. No. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> technically, I do it all the time because I put the disguise uh, uh, upgrade on him. You know? The Two gremlins in a ghillie suit? Yeah, there you go. So, yep. So you're doing that. I'm playing Outcast. I'm I'm doing basically four masters. I got mm. Terra Von Schill, uh, Zip, and then uh, throwing some random Barbaros in there. So I'm collecting all of Chris's Barbaros Nephilim stuff, so that way I can drop it and play it in random events. Because, dude, it, it is shocking. I think to people when you drop Nephilim when you're playing Outcast. Yes. They really don't think about that's it. A, that's the big strength of it. The big strength of, of, of the whole Barbaros deal is not only that you get like the big beaters from both keywords, but nobody expects it. It's like it's Outcast. Yeah. Nobody sees Outcast and goes, okay, so I have to worry about Nephilim. Like, well, fuck. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, right? So I... I a lot of people like Yannick, mm -hmm. but I think Yannick is actually superb with Barbaros because her democratic elections enable you not only to heal your Nephilim if you need to, but you can also ping them for black blood. Yeah. Because you get to choose whether you do a damage or you heal one point. Because it's and an action. If there's a lot of, yeah, if there's a lot of stuff around your Nephilim, just be like, cool. I'm going to do one and two damage on these two Nephilim. Mm -hmm. Those three models take black blood damage. Yep. Um, get wrecked. <laughs> I would, if I was going to do that, I probably... Well, no, because I think the Heimdigger, High Hair Digger, Hay Redden, Hay Redden? Hay Redden. Yeah, Hay Redden uh, says on opponents' turns, they get to heal, which is like people use it uh, for blast resistance or blast you know, healing. It's like a kind of a tech pick. I learned that from actually yeah. playing against uh, Andre because like I I started doing a whole bunch of blasts, and he's just like, all right, that pings and heals this guy, that pings and heals this other guy. I'm like, yeah, well, shit, how do I beat them? <laughs> like, if you do it well, uh, Hayren can actually yeah, on it. Yeah, it's definitely an option. So that's what I'm focusing on with Outcast, and it's been going pretty good. I'm still trying to figure out Terra two just to see if I want to run Timeless at all, or if I just want to stick to the original. Because, so, um, you know, the original is good. Yeah, yeah, but you're probably going to stick with um, Terra 2 because she's the more aggressive of the two. Cause, Maybe. Yeah, if you learn somehow to get aggressive with Terra 1, you know, let me know. I, I have an idea of what I'm going to try on this next game. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to try where I have Terra 33 and um, 
Talos kind of together. And that's going to be kind of my beat stick. You know, maybe I send Talos up through her action to charge somebody randomly and to bury people. And then I think the other models I'm using more for scheming slash killing scheme runners, popping up in random areas. Yep. Um, maybe joining the middle fight if I need some, like bring the nothing beast back and kill something, you know. I still think that you should learn how to do the yo-yo with Talos. So, I mean, I know you said that you were going to do it, but I... I no, like, I, that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that you said it. I'm just saying, I just want to emphasize how big I think this move is. Not because it's like key to her game plan, but I think it's one of those things that you want to have in your back pocket. Yeah. Like, oh, just to be like they they think they're safe, and then all of a sudden Talos, you expedite him. Yep. He buries somebody, and then the rest of the crew can jump on yep. him. All of a sudden, you're like, oh crap! I thought I was safe. It's like, yeah. If you don't make your entire game plan the yo-yo thing, then you're gonna excel more, in my opinion. Well, and not only that, since Talos can't bury, and then expedite doesn't have to unbury him, he doesn't gain slow when you get the charge. Because the slow is only if you unbury stuff out of the void. Nice. So I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't want Talos slow. But then I read it. And I was like, okay, that's if you unbury, then you gain slow, then you gain the charge. So if you're not buried, then you just charge. Nice, 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 nice. So you can, if necessary, also bury him. I mean, is it really that bad that he has slow? Well, well, no, you you can't bury Talos. Whoa, he cannot be buried? So he can't be buried by the stuff that they traditionally... So Stutter Time can't bury him. Oh. So he can be buried by your opponent, but there's nothing that you can bury him with yourself. I mean, that's suicidal. If you actually... If you, if you bury Talos like as an opponent against a Terra, that's like suicide. That's like, well, <laughs> I guess I didn't want to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's yeah. Good. So I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's a that's an interesting thing because I remember. Yeah, because because he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have from uh, from nothing tracking. So that's another limitation about him. Yep, that's not bad though. That's why he just kind of that's why he just kind of stands there. So that's why I think it's going to be like Terra him, the totem and uh, thirty three to projectile people out tracking. I was wondering why is it like Angel was like insulting my my you know. My knowledge of the game was like you can't do that with Talos. Talos sucks. I was like, it's like, it's like slower. That's it. It's like it's too slow. I was like, now I know why he said that it was too slow. You know, and the more I play Terra, the more I can see games where you don't bring Talos. What if you want to go certain if you want to go certain routes? But I think in the pools that I'm looking to bring Terra, I probably still bring him. Wait, wait. wait. Um, I gotta hear why. I think if I know there's anti-armor, I just don't think you bring them. So, like, I played against Chris, and he he dropped Dreamer that one time, so all that anti-armor just nuked him. Um, So any crews that can just negate armor, it's kind of like, yeah, Telos just dies, because he's just a sitting target. He just sits there. I think you're right. My bad. Either that or or I put him in a corner, and then I bury your stuff, and then hit you that way. Yeah, yeah, because that's one of those matchups where, like, Dreamer cannot fucking uh, summon shit. Like, if he summons anything, yeah. you just beat it to death. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's cute. That's an alp. <laughs> yep. So I'm excited to get that. I'm actually in a pretty good spot with Von Schill. Obviously, Zip, I know. So um, I'm actually becoming quite good with the Dread Pirate Zip. So I'm pretty happy about that. There's nothing like challenging somebody and then watching the rest of the crew stare at you like, oh, I wanted to hit Zip. 
<laughs> so, hmm. man, you got me thinking now. Holy crap! That was a good, that was a good explanation as to why you wouldn't bring Talos. Yeah, I mean, it's just he's he's still good. It's just there's he's only armor two and he's an enforcer. So if you ignore his armor, he's just dead. Yep, yep. He just straight up because he only has like seven or eight hit points, or maybe he has more than that, but it's not a lot. I mean, um, te- he has seven. Yeah. <laughs> And he can't stone like Arik, so it becomes even scarier. Yeah. Also, he does have terrifying eleven, so that's something, I guess. And I mean, it saves him every now and then. But the the big important thing that keeps Arik alive is both stones and shielding. Like literally, that's yeah. why Arik lasts as much as he freaking lasts. Yeah. Sometimes I'm upset at the fact that he only has like eight health for a ten stone model, <laughs> and then I realize, oh yeah, he's a freak. Oh, core. he's fine. Yeah, he's a freak. He's core. fine. <laughs> The only thing that makes him sad is irreducible, but then you just bring the metallurgist and activate the metallurgist first. <laughs> as long as you, as long as you get to do that, because uh, yes, yeah, metallurgist doesn't activate all of a sudden. That's a sad panda. That's a sad. Panda. It can be. All right, Dixon. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, thanks for coming on and BSing. This is always one of the fun episodes where we just talk about random stuff for an hour and a half and um, just kind of spitballs. I was talking to somebody. I think it was actually Jim. He was saying, you guys have some pretty, like, some good takes on a lot of stuff. I was like, well, you know, we have some bad ones, too, so they balance out. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, we just speak our mind. I, it's not like people in the community don't think about this stuff. That's why, that's why like, yeah. I wish there was more, like, this type of conversation, like, open, honest conversation. It's like, yeah. I love the game, but I still would like to see a whole bunch of buffs. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, and I was also, uh, I was, I was sharing... Uh, your guild ball knowledge and I was like oh yeah me and Dixon we used to play on some of these big national guild ball events and Dixon was given a lot of like top world players a run for their money yeah yeah those those were good times yeah. I'm not gonna lie but they make it com- making Alex bots cry oh my god the company <laughs> just like oh yeah <laughs> it was so bad yeah I, I still don't buy steamforged products just because of all that yeah I think uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. Make sure that you guys are uh, flipping cards, flipping tables, and we will see you all 